and that's why I'm not allowed at the garden section at Lowe's anymore. It's the Bull and Rojas podcast, episode 38. I'm Nick Rojas, Nick Boyle. What did we just see? We just saw... Wait, you're just going to hop right into the movie? I think we need to do an introduction. Well, this is now the fall, so we got to welcome in our third man in for the fall and the foreseeable future, Mr. Austin Rojas. Austin, welcome. I still haven't figured out how we introduce you every episode, because that's how it always goes. Our illustrious host, I think, would do. Who doesn't do a lot of hosting. <laughs> that's the best one. You're like the hostess that does the not mostess. Yes. Yeah. But we have two microphones. Eats a lot of hostess. Hey. There you go. All right. So, Boyle, you want to do an intro? This is our, uh, what episode, what kind of episode are we doing today? We are doing a little bit of a summer recap real quick uh, following the movie we talked about. Or are we going to start with that? No, I think we do summer recap after the movie we just saw, which was Wind River. Now, Austin, what were your uh, initial takeaways from this movie? Um, it's, it's, it's a good movie. It's not that great. Um, I think you guys really thought it was great, but I don't know. I didn't think Jeremy Renner's acting was particularly good, honestly. Um, and <laughs> Thanks, yeah. this is so... All I, right. I enjoyed the story and everything, and I don't know if I enjoyed the depiction of Native Americans kind of being just like the background. Like, they're just the setting for this story. That's it's a about, good point. It's about white people, even still. So that's a little bit... I, I, I So I looked over to you, and I was like, wow, Jeremy Renner is... Is crushing it because I said that to Boyle too, and you're like, nah. He's just doing a lot of like, um, um, look off in the distance, just... go. <laughs> yeah, I felt like he was almost doing like reading a script word for word at some points. Like, I was like, wait, where oh. did that like complete motivational like quote come from? It sounded like he sounded he said he, went he to was that his character, but his character was like too perfect, he had no flaws. Yeah, he but... wasn't somebody that got anything wrong really he didn't do any yeah. wrong in that well movie. it seems like he's not kind of taking his own advice in the whole you know nothing you can do can bring your daughter back and here he is trying to help this case to try to you know kill this guy um you know who we don't even know you know who commits this crime well, give a little background it, to the movie so the, the, yeah it, it begins with you see a woman running and collapsing in the snow and uh, this takes place in Wyoming, modern times, on a, a Native American reserva- reservation. You got Jeremy Renner, and um, you know he's a hunter, which is established at the beginning of the movie. Which the Boyle uh, shout out moment of the uh, of the year happened throughout this movie several times. It began with the wolf getting shot. Spoiler alert! <laughs> um, Boyle just spit everywhere. That was Sorry. great. And uh, awesome, you had something you wanted to say about that? What, about how weird that was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everybody in the movie theater is silent, just getting settled in for a film. And a wolf gets shot, and everyone's just like, okay, yep. This like does. two minutes in, though. And barely. Like... And then you just have Boyle over there just like, <laughs> and just like, is this, is it a comedy I'm watching right now about wolf hunters? I don't even know. I I can't even, I can't explain. You know what it was? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, real si- quick side note. We have two bikes now, so we keep messing around with the bikes and don't know what to do. Um, too many mics now, but I, I was watching that scene and I was just like, I didn't know what to expect in this movie and it just threw me off. I was like, oh, okay. And I don't know why I burst out laughter. Weird response. I agree, but without giving, but, but without giving away too much, Austin, you want to say something? Well, yeah, I, I mean that, that whole, oh, okay reaction is kind of how I reacted to most of the opening of that movie. There were just a lot of scenes in the beginning where you're just like, oh, 
yeah. okay, that this is. I didn't a understand thing. where it was. I didn't understand where it was going so, for the so, first so it, good section. It definitely of the helps, and I forgot about. I knew this last week when I was listening to another movie podcast that this director has written and directed three movies in the past three years that are all pretty solid movies. Uh, and I've only seen one of them, and now two of them: Hell or High Water. Sicario and this movie, Wind River, which allegedly he wrote all three of them, which is insane in six months span. Usually you write a movie a year, maybe, you know, if you're Woody Allen or something like that. But three of these movies in six months and for them all to get produced and taken to the big screen is is not an easy task at all. So it kind of goes to show that, you know, Hollywood believes in this kind of guy. Now, Austin, you said that he has a distinct kind of style here. Uh, You know, in Hell or High Water, I feel like that worked. The heat. Something about that laid-back Southern kind of thing. I guess he tried to kind of almost apply that cold, darkness, loneliness on the flip side uh, uh, with a wintry backdrop here. Now, for you, that didn't work as much. For me, for no, me, it, it felt like it. I never had a problem with it. I think, I mean, his style But those kind of scenes are kind of like the, oh, okay. His stories about what happens in isolation, kind of, in unhospitable and unforgiving environments. Places that... You and me aren't really used to right. That the average moviegoer is going to be like, "Wow, that's foreign." I didn't even know that was part of America, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. So it's just like, yeah, setting something out there that seems distant, seems far, and then it's like a story that's like a little bit more relatable. So to to get where we're going, boy, because we got a big episode here. Yeah. Basically, I just plot wanna... story. Someone dies. Jeremy Renner is a hunter. Uh, FBI. Uh, he finds a dead body. He he's fi- good at he's good at tracking because he's a hunter. Yep. Exactly. So the FBI person who came out there she's not from around there she's stationed in las vegas she shows up in like a t-shirt yeah she's not ready for this and she says hey help me out here and these two become an unlikely duo to try to figure out uh why this how come this girl died Uh, oh by the way this girl has a special importance to jeremy renner we're not going to give that away yeah um but um and that and that's your story and it's kind of like a, a mystery movie where it's a mystery, not suspense. Quite, I, you know I, what I can I compare quite, it to? It, so I have a perfect comparison. It does become suspenseful, I think, until the second half, though. Because Agreed. it becomes a mystery that's almost the mystery is not even really the important part of the movie. It's more about this guy and this other guy coming to grips with, you know, accepting okay. your child's death. Yeah, and, because then, and then the second half becomes more of the... The ending was very quick, um, was I will say. like It was like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay. There's the movie. Um, so I felt like there was a lot of points that could have probably been shortened in my opinion in the beginning. Um, but I could totally compare this to nocturnal animals in the winter. It's mm. like the same sort of thriller-esque. You're like, okay, you're you getting pieces, 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 pieces. And then the end makes sense. Okay. Wrapped up. Move on. Good movie. Suspenseful. Uh, it gets an extra two points because one, it, it actually had its name written on a sign, um, and Austin, it also had another point. It mentions Rhode Island clear as day. And all of us raised, like, mm-hmm. completely rose our hands High up. fives. And was like, yeah! Because she's like, oh, this this place is as small as, like, Rhode Island or something like that. Or no, well, distance-wise, no, sorry. Yeah, it's it's big as Rhode Island. Big. So it's kind of like saying as big as Rhode Island. Which I messed sure that right up. So many people across the Wouldn't know, even get country that. were like, uh, how big? How is that like a park are we yeah. talking about? It? There were, it's a very narrow audience who immediately understood, oh, about 40 by 40. <laughs> it might. It's not much. Yeah, that's not much. By the way, it's like a Lowe's there Garden. Was, you'd want six more than six people <laughs> monitoring it, though. For Rhode Island, yes. And then I it, wish uh, there were only six cops in Rhode Island. That was, in, just that was right down 95. insane. And yeah. you'd still get pops. Probably, you'd be like, yeah. And yeah. also, they would know your cousin. You'd be like, no. Yeah. But you know what's funny, too, about the Rhode Island thing is you think, like, oh, my God, imagine six police officers in this state. And then you think, like, oh, in that area of Wyoming, there's probably, like, 
hundred people. Well, that's what they were saying. Is basically like what the guy, the one of the bad guys says is there's like you know it's quiet. Yeah, no one's around. You know, so it's very I'm um. Very interesting. You guys could give your readings. Yeah, I'm gonna give my rating. Uh, I, I'm happy that this movie was made. I'm happy that I saw it. I saw a lot of movies like this. Um, my senior year of college in my sport film and lit class, I saw a lot of movies that dealt with grief, a lot of sad movies, and uh, I appreciate them for existing. They're not easy to watch, um, but and I'm happy that this movie was made. I give it an eight out of ten. Um, it was a good movie. I, I argue to say, a slightly great movie. Um, I'm happy it was made, but I, you know, I understand. Um, you know, like there, there's a lot of things I have wrong with that movie. Um, certainly, some of the decisions and some of the plot points kind of are a little like it seemed almost a little bit too outlandish at times. Yeah, but I would agree with you, and and that's why I actually I had when we were sitting in the theater, movie finished. Sometimes I've told myself wait on the rating, like wait, 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 because I gave it an eight right away, and then I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, not, Nocturnal Animals, if I'd compare these two, was better than this. But this was really good and deserves credit. But I gave it, like, a 7. I gave it a 7 out of 10, Colonels, actually, personally. Yeah, I'm going to come in with a pretty low score. I figured. Of a 5.7. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wait, there's a point seven. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't quite a 6. Wait, are you going to do point seven? But, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was definitely better than halfway decent, which is, like, a 5. But it wasn't quite like, oh, this passes. But, I, you know, it's funny, though, that, Nick, I, you turned to me and you did say the whole thing about his acting. I thought he was doing the best he could with what he was dealt. But I agree with – I was actually agreeing with Austin. I was like, oh, I'll talk to him later about it. Um, I agree with Austin in the sense that I thought it was very strenuous on acting. Like, it wasn't natural. He was too perfect. The things he said was too perfect and too analogetic. I don't even know if that's a word, but, yeah, like – he analyzed every everything was like prophecy and wisdom and knowledge and this and he is a just, guy who's clearly gone through the grief process. But though. then he just I'll walks in, kicks butt, and leaves. It's like, wait, what? I yeah. it just I understand the whole grieving point, but there was a little bit of fiction, too much fiction in For his me, character. I, I, I felt like, like a real person. He just didn't feel like a real person yes, at times. Exactly, it was like somebody like a, almost robotic, and it was just like, now turn, now cry. Now say this line. Yes. Now turn. Now cry a little bit more. Hold back. And then see, I, didn't, line. I, I understand. Rewatch I, I it, get, and I, I bet you'd see it. You're like, no. Oh. I, if you really watch that movie and just hone in on Jeremy Renner, yeah, because that's, that's what, what they doing. wanted you to do. I yep. mean, they put him in the front there and said, "Look at Jeremy Renner." I think it, and if it you worked. Really for me. look at Jeremy Renner. You're like, eh, not really get it from me, Jeremy. I I got it. I got it from him because I've seen nice. that guy be in movies Bing. where he plays like a serial killer, and I've seen it like. I this, think he was better in the town. All right. Flat out. I mean, I'm, that, I haven't that seen was, the town. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Even I haven't seen the town. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, but wait, wait, you know wait, what else no, I liked no, no, no. about this movie, too? Did you just say you haven't seen the town? Yeah. I haven't seen the town. The, the relationship between Jeremy Renner and the His FBI agent, I felt, was just so unlike Hollywood because I feel like there's so many times in Hollywood where they would have forced a romantic relationship there or something like that, and they didn't. And they made it. They didn't force it, but they insinuated it. I felt like Crocodile. more of a friendship kind of thing. Thought of it more of like a daughter, father, daughter. Almost like thing. that. Wow, really? Wow, that's oh, like towards the end. I mean, when he's reading her the magazine and all that. And you saved. Oh, whoops. No, it's alright. Yeah, he reads her a magazine at the end. Yeah, you, know? you didn't really give. No other that. context needed for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So Austin, you give it a five point seven. Boy, you give it a seven. Story, yeah, I. 
pay like five point seven. It's harsh, man. What, I, what about on the sweat? In, ter- in terms of just like, but on the sweat index, do you pay to see this movie? See now, that's a good question. Do you pay to see the movie? Oh, I would say um, no and wait. Yeah, yeah wait. this is an HBO Saturday Netflix. night. Um, if you know. It's too bad. Like let's it's a good two, movie. Two, let's say you're two adults How about living this? in a condo in your your forties, and your kids are live back in Rhode Island, let's say, or South Carolina. Okay, yeah, take a movie. That's probably date a, night for this one. I think this would be a watch at home. Oh, oh uh, yeah, even yeah, better. That's what I mean. Yeah, date night at home. You, Order you, some Chinese. You just, you just finished the series on Netflix, Fargo, and you're, and you're like, like, "What else is there?" And oh my gosh, I thought the same thing. Like this is totally the this. same. Yes, a hundred percent. Or have you seen The Killing? The show mm. that it it was the same sort of storyline. So yeah, you just kind of so. I like the snowy backdrop, but I understand <laughs> you guys. I no, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I like I the snow. Did. Yeah, I like. The snow. I liked the wolves. So uh, wait, what about the lambs? If you Can we like talk about snow, that? Wait, there's you're lamb? gonna love the snowman. Well, wait, the I, oh yeah, I guess lambs and can the sequel live in the cold, the but Jack Frost. I was re- that was a very interesting. Is Jack Frost a prequel or a sequel to the Snowman from Michael Fassbender or the Michael Fassbender movie that's I coming out this prequel. fall? I say prequel. After he was pushed out of that town in Frosty's land, decided to start kill killing it. people. All right, uh, well, we are 13 minutes in. We are heading into the summer recap yeah. uh, portion of the segment where we are talking about the five movies we love movies since May. Austin, can you give us to uh, August an Inglorious Bastards? Uh, Impression of the. I show. love movies. There we go, and that was Christoph Waltz. So, top five movies. We've got some shout-outs, uh, biggest disappointment, and most surprising, and then what we're looking forward to coming up. Um, awesome. As what well do you say? We... Maybe some last comments. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say we do first? Awesome. Biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, or top fives? Let's do our top fives. Establish that. Then we'll go to our biggest surprise. Then our biggest disappointment. Then what we're looking to for the fall. So with that in mind. I'll kick off my list. I All right, there like. we go. My Mount Rushmore, if you will, with five heads. My fifth best, and this is probably not on any of your lists, but just a movie I just thought was genuinely good, had no plot, Born in China. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, that's, think, it's, it's I think Austin did mention that to Maddie and I. Yeah, it was just we a... laughed at him, too. Yeah, it was just a good movie, like in terms of one of those like nature movies that, you know, like an, you, you watch Half Asleep, Sometimes, but this was like really good. And what was it about? Quickly, just a brief synopsis. It was a, I think it's it, yeah. It some was, of these movies we need to give a brief synopsis. It was, I guess, in a plot way, it was about mothers and their kids, but through the lens of animals in China. And mm. John Krasinski did a great job narrating it. I know did they he, gi- really? they give they give out awards for narrating, and I think wow. he could definitely be up there. I love for him, that. so I'll probably see it just because of him. Yeah, so he did a really good job with that, um, and I thought it was really well made and well done, and all the cinematography and all those kinds of things. I mean, and they show you what the photographers go to to get all those shots, and it's oh. just it's insane. Yeah, so I mean, they deserve. You, you tend to forget that there is a person, person. behind that camera, uh, especially when you're dealing with something like a leopard. Yeah. yeah, I'd be terrified. Right. I don't get it. So they deserve that credit, so I'm going to give that to them here. Thank, that was nice of you to do that. Awesome. Uh, the next two of my movies just made me laugh the most, so they earned a spot. Okay. The House. Okay. It might not be a great critically acclaimed yeah. movie, but I loved it. I thought it was funny. Uh, it was. It was a good one. You know what? I was throwing that one back and forth up there because I was like, it was funny. You know, I actually was throwing that around for surprising, um, but... Well, spoiler, I couldn't. Well, I oh. didn't use it. Oh, you didn't? No, oh. no. So that's why I was saying I was throwing it around, possibly going to use it, but I decided not to. 
Um, but I was going to give it a little credit at one point because I thought, yeah, that was it, was it was. I couldn't even believe it when you guys were like, you're actually going to like it. And I was like, well, I was thinking I would, but I'm surprised you yeah, guys liked it. Because we've become such jaded uh, right. jerks these days, <laughs> the Rojas family has, but which just, is sad. It's poignant, I guess. I mean, come on. Everybody knows college tuition ain't cheap. And How far would you go? There's yeah. a darker version of this movie. Uh, John Q. Starring uh, Denzel, Washington. Denzel, Denzel Washington. Washington. I've never seen that movie. All right, Good movie. Next one. Uh, Girls Trip. Oh, sneaking into the top five. Wow. That movie was... Well, actually, that one character in particular in that movie, she was just... She was Holy wild. Crap. That movie, I was... If she wasn't in that, was that even in the top five here? No. Yeah, I know. She, I mean, talk about one character pulling a movie up. Because uh, Queen Latifah hasn't been interesting since New Jack City. And wow. I don't <laughs> even know the I've other... I've never seen New Jack City. Yeah, so, number two, the nostalgia candidate, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, man. Had to nice! Yes! Had to. Oh, dude, your list rocks! Crap. Crap. Number four, sorry, the house, you're gone. Number four is Girls Trip. Number three is Pirates of the Caribbean. Number two is going to be Dunkirk. Wait a minute, so is Battle of... Wait, is Born Out of China on the list still? Born in China is still on the list. Oh, you The house out, is just gone. Oh, the house, the house is, gone. is out. Girls Trip oh, is bumped Oh, Girls Trip stays. Okay. So Dunkirk... I could agree with that one, though. The only, my only thing with Dunkirk is... Apparently was not super memorable. Yeah, so yeah, I need to talk I, about that because yeah. I can't believe you even put it on your top five. I agree afterwards thinking like, oh, yeah, wow, we didn't even – we all came tonight. We're like, oh, yeah, we got our list and then <laughs> realized – Austin dead in our tracks. Yeah. Oh, guys, forgot about Dunkirk. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all went to IMAX. It was really good and enjoyable, you know, seeing it in the IMAX. Um, Tension through the roof. For sure, but then – it's just funny that none of us remember to put in. So does that make yeah. it not memorable? Uh, yeah, does I was that, kind of debating like, about that, What does that, that mean? It's it's worrying me. Like I was like, I think it's a really great movie. Me too. So it's but bothering me why that didn't even... Why I completely I forgot about it. Was it just because it was off on its own because we saw it in IMAX? Did that have anything to do with it? I mean, for you so guys, one I IMAX know, of the year. It's a good point. Right, that's right. Boyle and I do one IMAX a year. Was it that, like, a, it that felt like such awesome. a special event? You know That's I mean? true. You know what? Yeah. We always say we go to one IMAX but, a year, uh, and that could have been just so is it, well done and is it, so awesome. Now, Austin, you've, you've, Boyle, and, and uh, all, of, all three of us have seen all of Christopher Nolan's movies. I've, I've almost seen all of them as of Maddie and I, if she's listening, Maddie and I have seen all of Christopher Nolan's movies except for his first one, which is like a, kind of like a student film. Um, and, you know, he has made some great movies over the years, and I... Don't think Dunkirk is in his top three. Now, is that fair to say that since that's not his best, that doesn't make it any less good? No. It was a great movie. But that... So remember when we were talking about how this is such like a spectacularly well-made movie? We're going back into the Dunkirk argument again, but now that it's been weeks since then, at the time we are talking about, yeah, it kind of lacks that emotional component, but, uh, you know, it's still, it still is a great movie. Well, maybe because it lacked that emotional component, it made it, it somewhat... It didn't stick with us because there was nothing in our... Yeah. You know, and the Nothing holding on to us. It. Yeah. Could you could you movie could would. you name three characters' names in that movie? Nope. I don't think you can name any characters' names. I'll be honest. I almost felt like Henry. I watched a silent film. There was Henry. There was George. It was. I mean, amazing I action, amazing timing. Up. The way he manipulates you with the time. And but that's what I liked about it. Is I think that was that great. movie was completely what it was supposed to be, which was here's the events, here's how serious it was, 
serious it was. A year from now, we might. Here's it blown up in your existed. face and enjoy history. So Austin, good, good, good on you for putting on. I mean, it was. It definitely deserves to be mentioned in the summer, just of how well it was made. But uh, so does that leaves he save it up to his your number num- one, or is he going to say? Yeah, here's his number one. Austin. Oh, number one film. Baby Driver. But uh, but uh. Nothing even comes close, really. I agree. I mean. Without it giving is. it away, I mean it. It for me, ratings wise, it was two points above. I think every movie I saw this summer. Yeah. So it's just. I don't even know what to say. That movie was so. It, it was a surprise, uh, yeah. and that's why I think I loved our comparison to Pulp Fiction because when you first watch Pulp Fiction for the first time, you're like, "Wait, what? Whoa, awesome!" And it hooks you, and then you look at this movie, and it was the Baby Driver was the same exact way. It reeled you right in. It kept you hooked. It was an original script and story, and the acting was very well done. The soundtrack was probably the best soundtrack um, of the summer, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, it was just very, very entertaining, every moment of it. I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Um, if anyone had actually reached out to go see it, I would have, uh, yeah. but sadly enough... I feel like I can't I interrupt you didn't during this. It's I, all right. Because I've heard about these microphones. We both have them. But, but we have them. You can that, cut me off. That movie meant to be seen in theaters, man. For sure. If you didn't, shame on you. Go. Yeah, absolutely. So, all Austin, right. that was – thank you. All right, thank so, you, we'll, Austin. Uh, Boyle, you want to do your top five or should I do my top um, five? My, my top five are pretty predictable. I think mine are too. I think we should go – are we going to go one? Should we go back and forth? Let's go back and forth. Because right, so, I feel like – yeah. All right, so uh, I'll, go for, I'll go first with my five, then you go with yours. Um, so number five for me, uh, was Wonder Woman. I thought it was honestly the best DC movie since the, the Dark Knight Rises, yes. which I feel like isn't that much of a stretch. Fantastic movie, entertaining, surprisingly funny, yep. I, great World War One backdrop. Um, you know, gr- great summer movie, honestly, yeah. a perfect example of a blockbuster popcorn movie. Okay. Your number five. Uh, my number five, uh, surprisingly, I don't think either of you will see this coming. Captain Underpants. That movie was awesome. Comic book childhood come to life made me very happy. And he was with us. (laughs) And um, it lived up to everything I needed. And honestly, best kids movie of the summer, too. Despicable Me. I almost put it at number three on my list. Yeah, Despicable Me 3. I actually almost put his most upsetting, but I didn't. And the only reason I almost did that is because the Minions make that movie... They need to stop with the Despicable Me ones. Like, do a Minion one again, but no more Despicable Me, because the Minions are funny, and honestly, they made that movie. But this movie stands out on its own. It's original, and they did a great ad- adaptation from the comics, which I thoroughly enjoyed as a um, thorough comic book, children's thoroughly okay. reading All right. at a library uh, comic Austin, book. Before we go to my number four, Austin, thoughts on the Minions? Oh, they should probably rot in hell. Wow. <gasps> okay, number four for me, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Nice. Uh, oh, right, man. right, right from that opening scene. Oh no, you know it's not in my top five. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. I saw it twice in theaters. I saw it, uh, and I got enjoyment watching it the second time with Maddie, knowing that she, how much she loves, uh, you know, Baby Groot, and there's so many things to like in this movie. Um, you know, uh, just a great sequel, a fantastic sequel that is. Hard to see these days. I mean, it, it stands on its own. I think you could probably enjoy this movie without even seeing the first one, but why wouldn't you want to see the first one? Um, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, 
I was in, going into the summer is probably like my number one most anticipated movie of the summer, and it, it certainly delivered. I, I enjoyed every part of it. Boyle, yeah. your number four. My number four was uh, actually Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman, I would completely agree with you, was the best DC movie they've done in a while. Uh, it was very entertaining, dark at moments, action-packed at moments, good storyline there, too, that they built pretty well, and I love that it was like... It picked up right where the last movie left off at the Batman Superman movie. So you kind of get to see from her perspective a flashback of to life, but then right back to present Honestly, day. Honestly, the worst part so of the know, movie. Nah, so you know what she's just re- like, where she's remi- coming from. You get from. reminded of that crap but that got rolled out last year. I am really hoping that they go for a second one because I'd be interested to see what they do with that. But um, good origin story for her. I would like, I like to see that. her tackle the Spanish flu. You can't. Okay. <laughs> Double mic. You yeah, can't. That was great. Um, number three for me, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep, same here. Oh, yeah. yeah All right, perfect. Nice. Let's Touch talk mics. about it. Um, All right. That was weird. Uh, some thoughts on that. Spider-Man sucks. Oh, get oh, out boo. of here. It love, was just... Love the high school oh, setting. Oh, yeah. He love. did a great job. This is the most charismatic Spider-Man we've Listen had. to me right now. The Go twist... Back. The twist. The twist. Oh, the twist two-thirds of the way in the movie. was. I'll and never forget you, the, being in the theater oh. for that. Now, listen, you need to go listen to our podcast for that one. That was a good episode. It was halfway through the summer. It was everything we anticipated it to be. It's got to make top five. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. And compared to the other movies, I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. Austin. I have a soft spot for Toby. Oh, this is so At funny. the same point, though, Andrew, I'm sorry, man. Garfield. Like, But, you know, I stick with when I when I talk Garfield, I talk to the old fuzzy cat. So oh, wow. what my thing is, is this one originally is Spider-Man, the child, yep. teenage hero okay, we all child. love. And, you yeah. know, yeah. The way you said teen. that was kind of weird. The way you said child. I did. Really child supple. It was, un- it was unsettling. Young. Oh. Look at that youth and innocence. Oh. Mm. <laughs> his, well, he had a suit off sure I didn't say it that way. so many times. He didn't need to say it. It was <laughs> action. The stakes were there. I like that it wasn't like, I'm going to end the world stakes. It was more along the lines of like. You know, I'm going to destroy some areas of New York City and sell illegal goods to bad guys here. So I thought the stakes were perfect for this kind of movie. I like how it still connects to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which it's one of the rare instances where I appreciate that these movies set up other movies because this movie can stand on its own perfectly fine. Agreed, especially because the villain was a realistic villain where... Just happened to fly. Hap- no, he used, but he used a machine that he built. So I disagree. He was With he- alien technology, yep. All right, I'm kidding, well. All right, bro. I'm, I'm done. I'm kidding. I understand. Yeah, he's a realistic yeah. villain. You, it, it, you, under, most you realistic understood one. why he was what he was. There was just a spoiler, yeah. and if that honestly spoiled the movie for you, how have you not seen it by now? I mean, but yeah, I mean, we got to give people six months. I say, wait no. until the digital release. People why don't need to just go to the movie? Nine months. If we so tell if them to pregnant, see it, they can see it after the baby's. There you go. What? Bring your child to see. Can't see it when you first become pregnant. No. Okay. All right. So number two for me, the big sick, the big sick is my number two movie of the year. Wow! Good shout out, dude. I was gonna put that up there and I didn't. Oh, original, (laughs) Kumail Nanjiani just blew us away. You know what though? He was fantastic. I almost actually Ray Romano was fantastic. I'm that was actually one of my like shout outs I was gonna give because I was gonna give that one most surprising. Then I realized, you know what though? It wasn't surprising. Your dad tweeted about it as the first time I first time I heard about it. I was like, oh, gonna, this looks kind of We're going to have to get a debate over most surprising when we come up to okay. most surprising. And then you said, dude, you got to see it. It's awesome. And I was like, all right, this is going to be a good one. I went. 
I saw it. Didn't surprise me at all. It was fantastic. Not good enough for the top five. Mm. Austin, did you see it? No. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Not interested. Well, I thought, yeah, I just thought it was just so well written. Yeah. Um, so realistic, funny. Mm. Yeah. It was. It's everything you want from that kind of romantic kind of comedy. That Perfect. is, it's a date night movie because men date and night. women can both appreciate that. Let's movie. get it on. Okay. Number two for me, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I mean, you had to know that was going to be up there for me. I rave about it probably half the episodes we've had since it came out in May. You're going to dress up as one of the July. Guardians of the Galaxy for Halloween this year? Uh, Boy, I Halloween thought about costumes it. costumes are always great. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that, sh- uh, that shout-out. Uh, Adelboyle92, check them out. So, Instagram. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, but great movie. It hooked me right away with the opening scene, the opening sign, <laughs> the opening scene with the dancing and the singing and Groot and the, everyone fighting, and then and boom, it goes right into it and singing and, and moving to the groove. Okay. How come, how come you didn't like it as much, Austin? Uh, I don't think they heard that question. Say how come they didn't? How come Austin didn't like it as much to be in his top five? Was that one of the? Was that a Dunkirk? No, <laughs> We're just gonna say the Dunkirk you now know, when I'm, you forget about on it. On my Dunkirk, list, one, there Dunkirk, really isn't one. any superhero oh. movies. I got you. I'm just kind of getting Jack Sparrow's borderline. You're right. You're he's, getting done with him. He's I'm a telling you, hero of mine. I'm telling you, I honestly think that Infin- uh, Infinity War, you're you're gonna be on the sweat factor at a ten. I'm telling you right now, they're introducing many villains. It's getting dark. Bad things. I don't want to put words in Austin's mouth, but I feel like Austin doesn't get the sweat factor for CGI heavy movies. Yeah, no. It's more. It more has to be like a Baby Driver, a realistic man versus several people, kind of in a abandoned factory. Every corner he turns is dangerous. Well, kind of. Give me a character that I think. Maybe has some trait in common with myself. That's Nicolas awesome. Cage. And that's Nick, every Nick Cage, Cage movie, movie has basically been a chapter of my own. I've, yeah. <laughs> that's the quote. When was National uh, Treasure? I'm tweeting that uh, out I went from to the... DC with the family for my dad's half, his full marathon, Marine Corps marathon. He ran that, but I snuck away while he was in mile like I think 20. Stole the Declaration of Independence real quick. Yada yada yada. Found the treasure and all that. It's great. Uh, came back before he finished the race. He's slow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Can I just say, I have to give a shout out to Andy Sandberg. His impersonation of Nicolas Cage on SNL, you got to look it up. It's fantastic when wow. he's on Weekend Up, dude. Andy- That's how I breathe. <laughs> That's how I breathe. <laughs> it cracks me up. And then he's like, what are you going to do next? And he talks about what he's going to do. Just say it. I don't want to spoil it. I'm I'm tweeting that out from the account right now. No it's worries. Amazing. Uh, so my number one movie of the year, drum roll please, Austin. Baby Driver. I yep. mean, same year. Goes out saying. Yeah, you can't even fight. Yeah, it. I'm not. That's, that's easily up for movie of the year. Boy, I what's mean, your, yeah, it absolutely. That's it. Is. No, that's mine. It number a, one. It was a fantastic. Fair. That movie is too good for summer. Too, it's too good. Is which it is, though? Which is something I said that episode. I said. I don't agree. I said, oh, I think this is going to be one of the top, you know, in the best picture ones. You guys were like, oh, easy, it's a summer movie. And I don't then, know. It, it could. I, we did say now, that. Now we've lived through the summer. We did live and through the summer. It's the top movie He's of right. the summer for us. And I would also say that you said that, that it could get, I'm pretty sure, like, it could get nominations for best picture and stuff like you were yeah. saying. And I would agree. I think it's the one of those early summer movies. It would, just like this one, this could actually get a nomination for something. I will say there's a small chance. Not that you and I liked it, but there's a chance. Yeah. 
But definitely Baby Driver. If Baby Driver doesn't, I would be mind blown. I would. I at this point in the game, yep. there's not lo- much. Com- there's not many more months. They can't really come out with more. It's not gonna be the movie where you guys were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that when the nomination comes out." Because yep. that was another thing you thought it might be yep. like. So the only other shout out I wanted to give out before this whole thing is we go into the other two. We, you, oh what? well, we have uh, top favorites from people who tweeted at us and sent us. Uh, things. All right, I want to give one shout out. So I'll, I'll give Signature Creations uh, tweeted out that they say their top movie of the summer was, they said, have to say the house because, well, Will and Amy, crying laughing emoji. How can you not like it? But I understand it's a generational thing. Hashtag call intuition. I mean, we all understand that one. And uh, thank you for tweeting at us, Signature Creations. We also got from fans of the show and friends of the show, uh, Cookie and Kristen. Uh, saying Baby Driver as well, and Marcus Rojas saying Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two nice. was his favorite of the summer, um, and then Dad I also said Guardians. You did? Couldn't have had a better cinematic experience there. We had like food and like ice cream. We had milkshakes, I think. Cinnabar, South Carolina, Charleston, fantastic place to see a movie. What kind that of does, theater, what kind wait, of theater what? is it? Cinnabar. So, That's amazing. Yeah, the, there's like a bar set up in front of you while you're watching the movie, and then you hit a button, and you can order the food. You write it down, you hand it to somebody, a wait staff that comes to you. So, I mean, we had popcorn and milkshakes and beers, and it was just Tom, A1 movie fun. experience. That's why I had to pull back from Guardians of the Galaxy, because I was like, man, that was just such a great event. But was the movie all that great? Nah. Also, I don't know if Mark has seen any other movies besides that this summer. Ooh. Just Marcus? Be honest, have you been to the movie since then? <laughs> That's it. We just need to know. It's funny that Mark said that because when we were on the phone talking to him before this, I told, told him, like, hey, you're going to get movie pass? He's like, I'm like, it's only 10 bucks a month. He's like, it's like, I don't know if that still is even worth it. And I, I was well, like, I it's for the Mark whole year. Is. He's like, oh, they're offering this deal for the whole year. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, then it might be worth it. So we don't know. But Austin, that's interesting. That, that movie fan. theater going experience might have, I mean, if I'm like, it's, it's movies that I see and like, like those reclining chairs. Yeah. I definitely you like to AMC. more. Got to come to my neck of the woods. Right. All oh. right. So moving on right. to yes. the biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. <laughs> so summer. how did you qualify us before you get your biggest surprise? How do you qualify what your biggest surprise Great. was? Glad what? you asked. How did you interpret uh, this question? I was question? going between do I want to be the movie that I expected the least from and got the most mm. or the movie I was most reluctant to see and then ended up enjoying. Or the one that you didn't even know was coming, like a, a, like a movie that you didn't even see that was coming in the summer. Then all of a sudden, it shows up, you see it, and you're like, oh my god, I, I'm so glad that this movie was released this summer. That's uh, option three. I'm not saying that that's exactly what... It was. That was not one of the options that came into my head. Okay. So, so that's interesting, yeah. So yeah. So with that in mind, what did you? how did you go? I ended up going with... Uh, I guess you would have to go with the one that you expected the least from. Mm. Because I that agree. whole reluctant to see kind of a thing, that's just a personal kind of a bias type thing. But Captain Underpants would be my surprise of the summer. Wow. Uh, did not expect to laugh <laughs> or, you know, as much as I did. Did not expect yep. it to be kind of as crisp as it was. That's a good point. Um, it was like a perfect movie. It was. Yeah. You're right. It was right on the ball. They cared about every single joke they made in that yep. movie. There was no throwaway jokes no. in that movie. Everything was yeah, not a wasted line there. It was just like they're gonna get this joke, they're gonna get that joke, and it's all gonna be great. And it was. And I think yeah, it was a big surprise. Because I came in there just being like, this is gonna be. Am I allowed to swear? 
this is going to be doo-doo. <laughs> and it, I want both of those on there, and the bleeped out word definitely has to happen. Uh, but yeah, it was a good movie. I agree. Wow. I agree. It was. I was so happy after that movie because I was afraid. There was a part of me that was a little bit nervous that they were going to ruin what made Captain Underpants great for us as kids, and they exceeded my expectations. So that's Austin's biggest surprise. Boy, what was your biggest surprise of the summer? Um, okay. My biggest one, and let me explain why, was The Mummy. And I'll explain why, because when I first went to see The Mummy, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I thought it was a remake. Realized it wasn't a remake after watching it, obviously. But <laughs> first, not even... The credits hadn't even started, and when they're showing what it is in the Universal oh. Studios thing, and it goes dark universe, and I was like, "Wait, what's this?" That was my biggest surprise, of, this, surprise. of the entire summer. Was there's a dark universe starting? Blew my mind. Brilliant idea, and I think it's gonna be fantastic. Thoroughly excited for that one. Sorry, that's my biggest surprise. But my runner-up, I will say, yeah, Alien Covenant. Because when we went to go see that, we had no expectations. So that's one of the options you were saying. You sat down. You're like, I have no premise to this movie. I don't know what I'm getting into. And we walked walked out. And we're like, wow, pretty good. And you know what's funny is I've since read people's thoughts on the movie. They think it's the absolute worst of the Alien franchise. What were like, we doing that day? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, we didn't see the other one. So we have no, nothing to maybe compare it off of. Yeah, maybe why. Prometheus was a pretty good movie. It's yeah, got, you know what? It was on sale you know for $3 at Walmart. I've said this before. Makes sense. What's better? Austin, DVDs, what's better? That's true. Boyle does. I and still do. Jason I just bought five does. the other day. Makes sense. I bought American Hustle, five bucks. I have that on Blu-ray. Nice. And I bought... So I'm I'm down with you. Listen to what movie. I bought that for movie, five bucks. I need to rewatch that movie. Yeah. Come on over. I haven't well, no, seen it No, come over. Watch the Blu-ray. I haven't even seen it. I bought it because I hadn't seen it yet. Do you have a Blu-ray player? I don't. Oh, I was about to say. It's I great. can come over, though. Yeah, come over. All right, what's your most surprising? You were going to say something. Mm. Nope. Oh, I was, was going to ask Austin. Okay. What's better than two Michael Fass... Fassbender. What's better than one Michael Fassbender in the movie? Three Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's only two in this one. I screwed up the, I screwed up the joke. You can All do right. it again. You can edit it out. No, no. The, it. it wouldn't be authentic. You My biggest surprise of the summer. So I approached it how Austin approached it. movie that I went in to go see, and I was like, I have garbage-level expectations of this movie, but... I owe it to this movie to give it a chance because it stars three funny people who I respect, and that is The House with yeah. Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, and Jason Manzukas. Jason Manzukas is someone who, at least to my dad and I, is a a personal favorite of ours because not he's only fantastic. was he on the league for years, but yeah. but he's on our my dad and I. I would say our favorite podcast that he and I have been listening to since 2010. How did this get made? They have been. He has been making us laugh on a biweekly basis for seven years now. And, and and podcasts are just what I love about them so much is people who listen to them. You have such like a, you feel like you have such like a familiar uh, relationship with the people who host the show, even though you've never met them before. And Jason Manzuka is I'm so we're such big fans of. I'm waxing on too much, but you know he really brought this movie together. And Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell were amazing in this movie. Um, it was a really funny movie, and there were really funny jokes. Now there were some jokes that were like a little bit to- toss away jokes or whatever. But what I liked about this movie is it didn't have what Will Ferrell's been getting into lately, which he's, and no disrespect to him at all, he's been feeling himself a little bit with some of his movies where he'll have takes where it goes on a little bit too long and the joke's going on too long. You're like, this is stupid, and it's Will Ferrell doing, like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. You know, he has, like, yeah, a lot of those scenes. he played this character he, he, that he's been playing for a while. And, 
in this movie, I felt like he didn't he didn't go to that nth degree with that with this mm-hmm. character. He reeled it in a little bit more. Um, definitely, there were some. He aspect, played more the dad aspect. More than this one. Yep, yeah, more along. He played a little bit close to what he had in the other guys. With the say, he was a little bit of gator. Gator, little yeah. bit of gator, a little bit of gator, a little bit of gator in this movie, but which I like. That's another movie. So yeah, that was my biggest surprise of the summer. Uh, now Aust- Austin, now we go to your biggest la- uh, disappointment. Disappointment. Uh, nah, you can't start with me on this one. I want to hear what you. I'll say. go. All right, boy, we'll go. God, there's. N- I will be honest. Do you know how many movies I've seen this summer? I've seen. Forty-five. I counted. No, I've seen twenty. Twenty. Okay. Out of that twenty, Transformers. Oh my God. That I movie can it be really bad. be a disappointment. If see, really and I knew you guys were going to say that though. No, <laughs> see, I like those movies though, and I was excited, thinking, "What are they going to do?" And so then, but then it was like, "Yeah, but I didn't go in with huge expectations." But there weren't many, there weren't many movies I went and saw this some this summer. I, at least I felt. Yeah. Maybe you can refresh my memory on one, but I was looking at my list and I kept looking. You kind of like the movies kind of met expectations. This Most was the of them. one that so, sank the lowest. Yeah, say. and I'll be honest. Like Michaela even said to me, she's like, every time you go, I was. She's like, what are you going to see tonight? And I was like, oh, we're going to see Wild River. She's like, I never even heard of it. I said it's supposed to be a great movie. She's like, you say that about every movie. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like I've seen a lot of great movies this summer. Couple huge blockbusters. A couple, yeah, that was a good movie. Go see it. And then a couple like, eh. It was good, but I'd wait. And then, of course, your classic, no. And Transformers, to me, was your classic, don't you even dare. At least that was my per- my my take this summer. I didn't have anything besides that else on my list, besides Rough Night. <laughs> rough Night. But then again, there were a few funny scenes in there, so I couldn't call it a disappointment. All right, Nick, your disappointment. All right, so my biggest disappointment now, whereas we're, I, me going into the theater I had bought him, uh, level expectations for the house. Now, I had high expectations a year ago for this movie. I know what he's going to say. Son of a bitch. And as it got closer, <laughs> um, obviously those expectations dropped. But it did, doesn't change the fact that I was disappointed in it. Baywatch. Oh, never mind. Oh. Wait, you completely. Think I, nah, I thought you were going to say some, what I was going to say. Never mind. Okay. I, I, I say, <laughs> proceed. Hello. See, that's Demon. funny because I still it's haven't me. seen it. Ever yeah, since you said that it was bad, I actually like... Didn't push myself to go see oh, it. Oh, it was bad. I was, you know how bad it was? I was texting in the movie. I was in the back row texting because I was like, right. man, I just don't care about this movie. All right. Um, now, why am I disappointed? Baywatch, never watched it growing up, but I like right. The Rock a lot. I love, you know, he's funny. Zac Efron has proven to be a funny comedic ingredient to some funny movies that we've I seen. I would agree with that. And them together, I thought that would be pretty funny. And then you see who they cast in the movie, and it was. Some of the other surrounding guys were kind of no names that you thought, oh, that, like that nerdy guy should have been Josh Gad, and yeah, uh, Hannibal Burris then is in the movie and then he's not in the movie and it's like he's really funny. Why aren't why isn't he more in the movie? And that movie just like too small of a cameo. It wasn't a cameo though. It was like a almost he was in several scenes, but it was just and then they get rid of him and it's just like he they killed him. There we go. I'll spoil it because it's a terrible movie. It's not enjoyable, bad, like other movies of this ilk. It's just bad. Sometimes people spoil movies, and I'm still going to see it. People get really upset about that, but respectable, like, with certain movies. But other movies, it don't matter to me. Yeah, that's, just, a, that's an okay spoil. Yeah. So awesome. my... 
biggest disappointment. And again, it was created off expectation, not necessarily the quality of the movie. Mm. Which, for the record, I still think the quality of this movie is exceptional. Yikes, I'm so, ex- I'm but so, so nervous. the biggest disappointment. I then? know what it's going to be. It's Dunkirk. I knew oh. it. I knew 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 it. I mean, I yeah. We we came in with yeah. expectations as big as an IMAX screen. A Christopher Nolan World War Two movie. And True. we left with Michael Scott's flat screen TV. To the point we forgot. But maybe about not it. quite. Right. Yeah. I mean, most great we, movie. But and it's on your top five. So this just shows you how much of a twist this movie's got. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so the last two Christopher Nolan movies, he. You're, we go in with such ceiling high expectations. Interstellar, I went in with like, this movie's gonna change my life. Dunkirk, I went in thinking, this is gonna be one of the best World War II movies I've ever seen. The trailer alone, you're just like, oh my god, I'm gonna feel claustrophobic. Hearing the story on the podcast before it, I thought, wow, this really lends itself to something crazy. I, you know, I kind of understand, Austin. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I need was, to revisit what you was just not said, though. I watched Interstellar for the first time this summer. Yeah, you did. And I wish I could have put that on my top five, but it's not fair. However, that movie was fantastic. Yes, it is. I, but I went I, in with high expectations I'm, I'm, and I walked out with I'm, like, yeah, that was fantastic. I'm so, I'd be more than happy to see it again. But Dunkirk, but, I don't okay, feel but, the same way. So the December before it came out, December 2013, the trailer for, the teaser trailer, and all, we're coming close to wrapping it up. The teaser trailer for Interstellar came out and it's, we always saw ourselves as pioneers. And it's, it's Matthew McConaughey voiceover of all these great American achievements throughout history. It was like showing the railroad. It was showing, um, you know, us building stuff, us uh, going like all these amazing things. The Buick commercial you're talking. (laughs) I know. It sounds like a Buick. It was like, and it was like, but we've lost our way. And it's like, and all of a sudden it shows Matthew McConaughey driving away from a cornfield and then a girl looking up as a spaceship goes up. And that's the end of the teaser trailer. And I thought, oh my God, Christopher Nolan's coming back. This is his first movie since Dark Knight Rises. This movie, like, just based off the trailer alone, like, the music, I was like, this movie is going to change my life. And it didn't change my life, but it was still a great movie. So, Boyle, that's why it, I went in with higher expectations than you did, probably. I literally thought this movie was going to be, like, maybe my top five favorite movie of all time. And it didn't it ended up being, like, maybe my top uh, 50 for sure. Maybe possibly, true. like, my, maybe my saying. top 30. And I still love that movie, too. Interstellar. I got to see it again, honestly. Because better. I, st- no. <laughs> I, st- I saw that movie in IMAX with Mo Diaz. And I was just like, I was immersed in that movie. And it was I was so happy with how long that movie was. I was so happy Again, with how maybe sweeping that movie maybe was. Maybe it's the IMAX experience. Just takes it right away from you, man. It, it changes it. It feels it more like an game. experience. That's why they yeah, call it the IMAX it experience. Because it takes it away from you. I think you, one thing, though, about Christopher Nolan movies is if it's on TV or if someone suggests watching it, I will never say no to it. Yeah. I mean, if someone's just like, hey, man, you want to watch Inception? I'll be like, yep, I'll watch it. Uh, it's on TV? Okay, I'll watch Batman that. Begins. With commercials. Yep. Batman, yeah, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight the other day. Yeah. Dark Knight was on. I TNT literally just Prime. ended up watching it. It was after school. I had stuff I had to do, and I sat down and was like texting. I was like, oh, I'll just veg out. I ended up finishing the movie. It was I mean, five that's, that's something people, our father yeah. uses to yeah. grade his movies. I mean, Godfather to him is something like he'll watch. If he ever comes across yeah. it, he'll always sit down and watch AMC, Godfather. he'll have it, and he'll, he'll yeah. be commercials and everything. On. If you can suffer through commercials. I think, th- yeah, obviously that's changed now that Dad and I, Dad had Slaying, I have PlayStation View, the, yeah. the whole guide experience has changed a little bit, but you're Dad's right. Dad's experienced a commercial in Prime. Oh, he hates commercials now. Yeah, he's gotten spoiled. But yeah. uh, from his generation, he had to deal with so many commercials over his life, it's like, why would I ever do that again? Um, so I, Austin, you're absolutely right. I paid for no commercials. There's all right. So it's uh, this is a larger debate for another day. But IMDb fans have voted Dark Knight to be the number 
four movie of all time. Now, some people who are a little bit more film snobbier people think that's not an atrocity, but they think it's overrated. But it's just a testament to the type of movies that Christopher Nolan makes is that it just connects with so many people. And so that's why his last two movies... So also, fun fact for you, Batman Begins, I believe, was the first narrative movie to be shot with IMAX cameras. All those other movies were documentaries or like kind of like IMAX specific kind of movies. This was the first narrative movie to so fun fact for you, but I've seen the last three Christopher Nolan movies in IMAX and I'll keep saying we're on IMAX because he just he makes them spectacular. But I understand Austin. Yeah. It was a little bit of a disappointment. Especially for you, because you were that, you walked up the stairs with me saying like you have no idea how excited I am yeah. to see this movie. And Christopher Nolan movies, I will always see them. I mean I couldn't it, I couldn't stop telling people that day at work, like, oh man, we want to see Dunkirk. Yeah. I don't say that to people. Yeah. I don't talk to people at work. Yeah. I d- despise. It's almost like you're it. just like, I'm getting to see a movie. I'm getting to experience yeah. something, and you probably are not, but I'm going to experience it tonight. And I'm pumped. Yeah. And then I was like, and I have well, to tell all those same people. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was all right. We're the only people parked in this parking lot right now. Yeah, it's all right. So we're going to finish this up right, by this saying, up. what is the movie we, we are looking to forward to? Um, Give no context. Just say the name of the movie, and then that's it. I'm kidding. Um, is there a Three Ninjas movie coming out? There's a Ninjago movie. Oh, a Lego movie. There you go. Mm. Um, I know what I want. Uh, so, but are you gonna go past what's coming out from well, this week? It on Sunday night doesn't count because we're seeing it. It's happening. I'm. We've been excited forever. I mean, I guess it is under the fall, but like it's happening. And like, I've heard nothing but amazing stuff. I'm just excited for it. Um. Spoiler alert, this is a two-part movie. We're only seeing part of it now. Another part will come out, who knows when. And this is the childhood for them. And then we'll see the adult version when they grow up. Another point, if you read the book, it's actually apparently very close to the book. Fans are loving it. That's a whole different story. It is its whole story. Tune in next week for it, for the podcast. However, my number one, looking forward to... Uh, there's a lot coming up, but I gotta say, I'll just I'll throw one out there, and I might not necessarily Murder think it's on the Orient Express. Stolen. That's the one I'm looking for. Oh really? Murder on the oh, Orient Express. The train ride mystery. Yeah, with like that did look every good. huge actor, like an actress, looks awesome. It looks like a game of Clue on the train. I hope that's I'm good. in. I hope did they make good. a Clue movie? I yeah, think they did. Like back in the '80s, I think. Mm. Early nineties, maybe. Or was it early nineties? It could have been. It looked. It looks like it was late. But it, no, that's my. That's my number one. I'm super excited for that movie. I was just like, oh, what am I gonna look up? Because I have no idea. And I was like, wow, that looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's so much else. Like, I, I just don't want to take it from it, you guys. That's my number one. Yeah, Besides that, Austin, Jigsaw is my close. For I'd say, there's one obvious one, but I'm not gonna say it. So I'll just say a not obvious, obvious one. Brigsby Bear. I'm excited to see that movie. The it's out now. That's out now, though. Oh. Yeah, like that's so I'll, say, like King, I'll say Kingsman. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> wow, he stole that right from you. So I was gonna say Kingsman, but apparently I we can, can't. We can say, both say it. All right, fine. We both agree that Kingsman. We're excited for it. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great movie. I think. I'm I hope most... I don't come in with too big of expectations now. Yeah, I know. It is a sequel. Got to be careful with that. Very it's, careful. There's going to be probably repetitive things. So I'll say another movie, Austin. It's be tough. I'll say another. Yeah, you like the last Kingsman movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great movie. Another um, one. It's on TV. I'll watch. I'll say three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
What is that? Um, I saw a trailer for it earlier in the summer. Um, it stars. Um, oh man, this cast is is just honestly phenomenal. Um, I want to see. Uh, Martin McDonough produced it, uh, directs it. But I think the Coen Brothers may have produced it. I'm not. Uh, no, they didn't. Okay, but yeah, this this movie. You see the trailer, you, you'll understand why. Like great, great cast. Um, it's got Francis McDormand, who we know from uh, Fargo, the original movie, and then also starring in it, you have Woody Harrelson, Peter Dinklage, um, Sam Rockwell. Great cast. It's gonna be good. It's a cr- comedy crime drama. So, all right. So, you have anything else to say, Bo? Yeah, there's, there's just, just some so like, many good really movies. good you stuff coming, coming out. Soon one? But another one coming out that I'm actually really excited for. Um, goodbye, good, goodbye, Christopher Robin. That looks really good. The story of how Winnie the Pooh came to be Winnie the Pooh. Literally, it's about the that's inspired by true events about how he did it. The man who's behind it. And Sounds like he committed a murder. How do you do it? How do you do it? Uh, and there's a lot of horror movies. This is a year of horror. The next two months are gonna be filled. Jeepers Creepers. You mean 3, to tell me the time coming, approaching Halloween is gonna have horror movies? But released? not think about really. There hasn't been that many. We've been saying for a while, like we're dying for good horror movies. Annabelle, sorry, but that was a great movie, the new Annabelle movie. Uh, it, gonna be crazy. Jeepers Creepers 3, Leatherface, the making of Michael Myers, Jigsaw. I mean, it doesn't stop. The Snowman. That looks more of like a mystery thriller, though. That looks terrible. <laughs> that looks Even more of like this Fassbender, movie. Fassbender's your guy. I, yeah, but... It's gonna be like I this. don't know why. Uh, he was good in 12 Years a Slave, and he was good in Inglorious. Fassbender's like, like one of those guys... You think he's handsome? Well, when he's just kind of a small part in a movie. But Fassbender's like, one of those guys fairly like... I feel like he's been in, in my life for years, and really it's only been since Inglorious Bastards, really. Which was released about almost 10 years ago, but still. Uh, so all of a sudden, like, Fassbender has this reputation of, like... He just seems he, like a amazing. great guy. He does. Just yeah, but a great just, actor. he keeps getting... The big starring roles in just movies. Just yeah. it's been some interesting movies too. Uh, some very small. Oh yeah, the one where he wears too. the big, big head. head. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one too. See it on Netflix. I never really watched that movie. I watched it on Netflix. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Frank, that's what it's called. It's got Domino Gleason in it too. Yeah. Well, guy. this has been a great episode. Great episode. It's been long. I think it's been like an hour. Put it on oh, fast 53 forward. Fifty-three minutes. Once you get to the end, put it on fast forward. Uh, so follow the show <laughs> on Twitter at the BNR Podcast. Thank you for everyone for tweeting at us. Uh, all one of you. Appreciate it. Um, follow Austin Rojas on Twitter at amrojas19. Follow him on Instagram, though, amrojas19. Uh, follow Boyle on Twitter at oboyle92. Um, he's always open to movie suggestions, as am yes. I, uh, at rojo36. Thank you so much for listening. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. And also, Make sign up for MoviePass. Seriously, 10 bucks. It's it. cheaper than a ticket, and been you get cra- to go for free for a it month. For a year and Every a half. month. Without getting paid for it, I think you guys should probably stop talking about it. I know we should have been. Uh, Movie pass if you want us to talk they about it. Pay me back for my ticket. Yeah, they never you start paying us will. for our movie passes. I still haven't gotten it yet. Wow me. You're on blast, movie pass. Boil, <laughs> boil. Any final words? Drake and Josh are back together. Drake and Josh are back together. I mean, that's that's the biggest news in Hollywood right now. All right. Movie. You heard it first. 2019. No Drake way. And Josh, the movie. That'd be great. They both have their own families. Hey, now. hug me, brother. <laughs>